Welcome to Christ Rehoboth Church, a place where we help people discover their purpose for living and raise kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend Kingsley Agu takes you deep into God's Word. Praise God. I said praise God. You know, when we gather, we, we gather for the better. When believers gather, it's not a religious gathering or ceremony, but it's a gathering of fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, why we prepare for the gathering, there are things we must do to put in place. Because we know that the moment we all come together, it is for our good, it's for our better. Paul was writing to the church in Corinth, in 1 Corinthians 14, 26. He said, when you come together, let everyone have a psalm. Let everyone have a spiritual song. Let everyone have a tongue and a doctrine. So we all participate in our gathering together. And so, in preparation for the gathering, we don't just wake up on the morning and say, oh, after all, we are going to be fed. Whatever you are doing in the house of God, others benefit from. In that same chapter of 14, he said, in all that desiring of spiritual gift, let it be to the edification of the church. In 1 Corinthians 12, he mentions that the gift was given to us by one spirit for the edification. He says that it may benefit all. That was why it was given. So when we come together as a church, what do we do that is beneficial to others? You just sitting here, I might be teaching you, I'm also benefiting from your fellowship. Praise God. So last week we began to say that influence can make you or mar you. Influence can turn a person who is so zealous to a person who is cold. And we say that you must mind what influences you. Glory to God. And then we say that you were created unto good works and that your destiny was crafted by God in Christ Jesus. Your destiny was crafted the moment you got saved. You have a destiny. You have a walk. He said you were created unto good works. Ephesians 2.10, you were created unto good works. So you didn't just become saved to be a bench warmer. Praise God. You were created unto good works. Let's examine Galatians chapter 5, verse 7 to 10. Galatians chapter 5. The word says, you did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord that you will be none otherwise minded, 
but he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment whosoever he be. Praise God. Again, we said that this was a church where the Jewish folks were trying to introduce another gospel which is not another. It was the gospel of circumcision. Telling them that brother Paul is teaching you something wrong. is leading you to hell. is giving you license to sin. You cannot be saved unless you are circumcised. This was another gospel. Don't forget in that same Galatians 3 verse 1, it says who has bewitched you. So there was a bewitchment going on in that location. Because there were people who decided to come and infiltrate the gospel of Christ in that local assembly. And whenever that happened, it created division among the people. People that used to understand this message of Christ are not telling the other brothers, ah, I understand though, but you still have to be circumcised. That is to say what Christ has done is of no effect until you are circumcised. That was basically saying, it is, no, we understand that Christ died, but it is your work now. We now make God decide whether that salvation is for you or not. So, Paul here is now saying, you did run well. When you look into the word run, is the word treko, the Greek word treko. It means to spend one's strength in performing or attaining something. So, he's saying, yes, you've run well. You've, you've exercised your strength to perform these things. And then he now used the word... It says, who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? The word hinder is the word uh, egkopto, E-G-K-O-P-T-O. It means to cut into. It means to impede one's course by cutting off his way. So if I don't want you to get to a destination, I will cut off your way. So Paul is now asking, who has hindered you? Who has impeded your progress? Because your progress was tampered with here. Praise God. I said, praise God. Then it moved further. It says that you should not obey the truth. That word obey is the word to really be persuaded. Because when you are persuaded about a matter, it will be difficult. Abraham was persuaded. And he left his hometown. So he got to deal with persuasion, the truth. Glory to God. I hope you are following me. He said that you will not obey the truth. That you will not yield to the truth. Then he says, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. This becomes the crux of it. Because once you expose yourself to something that poisons you, it will infiltrate the entire body. If you put something, a fruit that is getting rotten and leave it in the midst of other fruit. What it's going to do is going to contaminate every other fruit. A little leaven, a little here and there will leaven the entire lump. Because you don't know, before you know it, you that used to be agile, you that used to be very zealous as touching the things of God, as looking at areas where you ought to serve, you are not cold about it. You are saying, it is not my work. And Paul is now warning about this, that when you come together, it is for our betterment. Then when you, see, when we are gathering like this, if this place is smelling, 
The spirit can move the moment you enter. You will not receive a thing. Because it is not going to be the spirit you are concentrating. You are concentrating on the smell that is here. So that means when we come together as a church, there are things we must... He said, let this might be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. That ye be of one mind. So coming together requires us to be of one mind. Praise God. I said, praise God. So a little level, level and the whole lump. And in verse, nine, uh, in verse 10, he says, I have confidence in you. I have confidence in you. Through the Lord that you will none otherwise mind, uh, be um, minded, but he that troubles you shall his judgment whosoever he be. Praise God. The word troubled is the Greek word taraso, T-A-R-O-A-S-S-O. It means to cause one inward commotion. To cause one inward to commotion. To take away his calmness of mind. To disturb his equanimity. To perplexe the mind of one by suggesting scruples and or doubts. So, he says there is one that trouble it, that causes this uneasiness in your mind. Don't forget, he is talking about the gospel that has been introduced into the body of Christ, which is not another, which is not the same. Praise God. The main purpose was to cause a catastrophe in the church so that there will be division. You know, Jesus was saying, um, he, he was saying something. And he said, people are saying that I cast out devils with devils. He said, even the devil knows a kingdom that is divided against itself will not stand. So, before anything happens, know something. The fight is against the church. Praise God. The fight is against the church. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So, he says, you must have a persuasion. The persuasion that you are putting forth right now is not a persuasion that comes from the one that called you. The persuasion you are putting forth right now is a persuasion that has come from another person or a different people who do not want this gospel to progress. And so what they are doing is they are cutting you off from progressing in this gospel. No wonder Paul will pray to the Thessalonica church. He says that the gospel of the Lord will gain influence and be glorified among them, even as it is among you. Praise God. I said, praise God. Now, notice something in Romans chapter 16. Praise God. Romans chapter 16. We'll read 17 and 18. <clears throat> he now says, now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. The simple there is what we call the simpletons, the gullible ones. So that is what the enemy is always looking for. He looks into the house of God. He looks into people who are serving and they want to serve and for some reason cannot serve. So they want to now pull people, the, the gullible, into their mold. So that you that used to serve, you won't serve again. Am I communicating? You that used to serve, you won't serve again. You now remove yourself. But there's a reason why God brought you here. 
So ask yourself, why am I here? God didn't just bring you here to, to just sit down and, and just enjoy service and that is it. There are, if you, if you have an inward search right now, there are giftings that God has placed in you. The question is, are you making use of it? Or you are just thinking, oh, well, it's not my business. What God placed inside you was placed inside you for a reason. You know, there are just some, some of you, you just know that, you just notice about yourself, you know how to gravitate towards people. You just don't know. People just gravitate towards you. You know, what you should be thinking at that time is how to sit with Sister Bimbo and say, where can I put this, my gift to use in your department? Hospitality. Hallelujah. You know, again, I will use the pastors for examples today, so be ready for me. Praise God. You know, when Pastor Phil newly joined, he could not sit down. Every day we will conversate. Ah, I have a place that I need to serve. I say, sit down, sir. Sit down, sit down. A day came, he said, I honor you, Pastor. Let me go and do something there. I said, okay, after you finish there, go back to where you belong. He said, it's still the same thing. We are in the same church. So, there is something God has placed in you. The question is, are you making use of whatever God has given to you? Praise God. I said, praise God. So don't ever think you are not able. The God that has placed it inside of you qualifies you. It makes you able. So when you come to church, you think about it. We are going to be in church this morning. What do I have that will be of benefit to the brothers and sisters in Christ? And so many of you don't know that when you place yourself into use, things will just end up working for you. Let me tell you something. When the goings get tough, the easiest way to look away from the toughness is to give yourself to service. The moment you are placing yourself into service, your mind and focus is removed away from that thing that has gone tough. And before you know, as you are doing for other people, God is doing it for you as well. The testimony I was sharing with Pastor Phil this morning, I never one day knelt on my knees to pray. But what I found out that I ended up doing or my, myself and my wife ended up doing, is to pray for people who are even in the same situation. And suddenly, this morning, we were not even thinking about it. We were not even, you know, we, we never one day was thinking and say, ah, when, now, ah, when? No, because our focus is in servicing other people. While we were servicing other people, God was doing it for us. So, our service in the house of God is not a wasted one. Praise God. I said, praise God. Now, you will notice that in the Gospels, the moment people got saved, the next thing that sufficed was service. Let's look at Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16 from 15 to 18. Praise God. And he said unto them, 
Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Next verse. He that believeth. So how do they believe? By hearing the gospel preached. That means God will not do anything without man in the earth. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Look at it. He that believeth shall be saved. Next verse. And this sign shall follow who? Who are these people now? That just heard the gospel. That just heard the gospel. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Next verse. They shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So many of you, you are praying for the move of God. The move of God will never happen until you give yourself. It requires your availability. So you'll notice it there. The moment those people are saved, Jesus said the next thing that follows is that they go into service as well. They go about winning souls. And when they're on the street, what happens? They will heal the sick. They will raise the dead. They will cleanse the leper. So the life of the believer is a life of service. So the question you should ask yourself, saints, now that I am here, what will God have me do? What will God have me do? Praise God. I said, praise God. What will God have me do? You know, um, some time ago, we had just moved into um, a new church building in the church I used to serve. And uh, I decided, because now we're going to make the altars and everything, and I decided to give myself. For that reason, I, I called off work. I, I took off work without pay from work, just so I can get that stuff done. Praise God. It took me a week. I was there hammering. That is why some of you say, Pastor can do everything. <laughs> Praise God. That is not through Christ that straightens me. <laughs> Praise God. You understand what I'm saying? So, I gave myself for one whole week. I was there. I would get there very early in the morning. In the night, late, late, late in the night is when I get out of there. Putting the altar in place. Making sure everything is done. And I have pictures to show for it too. Praise God. And on the Friday of it, I got home. I received a check from the state. Till date, I don't know what that money was for. And guess what? It covered up for two weeks of my pay. You can't be in service and God does not have watch over you. So many of you think, oh, oh pastor, you know, I got to do this and I got to do that. Give yourself to service. Do, if, go and check. When I graduated, at least my GPA was, was up there. Pastor J is there. Sister Eja is there. Brother Kossi is there. There was never a day I gave excuse. As I am giving myself to service in church, I was doing well in school. Praise God. So, in the house of God, a place we have been called to make ourselves better. Better. 
How much have you given yourself? Praise God. You know, Paul said we should mark them. You know, the instruction of Paul, he's not only talking about those who are against the gospel. He's also saying, just like he said, mark them and avoid those people. There is also a group of people, he asks you to mark them and emulate them. For example, look at Pastor Media. Praise God. Tell me why she will not grow. Tell me why she will not be elevated. Since ever since she joined the church, there was never a day I asked her, do this and do that. She took initiative. She didn't start becoming the administrator of the church. Am I correct? There was someone who was the administrator of the church, but what I noticed about her, anywhere help is needed, she give herself. There was a time we needed help in the children's session. She took it upon herself and she gave herself. In every area. So she is looking at areas where the body of Christ will be served. Because whatever she is doing, she is doing to the Lord. So when we were in need of administrator, I didn't need to, to look elsewhere. In Acts chapter 6, Paul, uh, the disciples of Christ said, Look ye among you, men that are of honest report. It has to be experiences within the local assembly. I didn't need to ask the church, who is of honest report? I know there was a one who was of honest report. Who have handled the administration so well. And I didn't need to look further. Praise God. Your service in the house of God is of utmost importance. Now look at what Paul and how Paul explained this in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Because we need to know the question that comes to your mind. How well do I want Christ Robot Church to grow? How well? How well do I want it to grow? Because some of our actions can explain whether you want it to grow or you don't want it to grow. Are we communicating here? Look at what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12. Let's, um, first, let's just examine from 27. 27, glory to God. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Hallelujah. Are we still there? He said, now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. So you are the bodies of Christ. This body of Christ, so for, for us to say your body, we are not only talking about your stomach area. Your stomach has a name. Your body comprises of your head, your hand, and everything attached to it. So your body is not complete until you have everything complete. That's why we have handicapped. Is it clear? Now, look. He said you are the body of Christ and members in particular. Look at the next verse. And God has set some in the church. First, apostles. The word apostolos. Secondarily, Prophet, the word prophetess, and thirdly, teachers, after that, miracles. That teachers there is the pastoring teacher, what we call the fourfold ministry. In Ephesians chapter 4, he says, the pastors and teachers, that is, pastors that are teachers. Glory to God. Then he says, after that, miracles, then gifts of healing. He now uses the word helps. He uses the word helps. And then he went for that to say government, diversities of tongues. 
That means for the church to grow, this has to be in place and in unity. So the question is, what is he talking about when he mentions helps? Where is he drawing the doctrine of helps from? Glory to God. I said glory to God. Look at the word, look at um, Numbers chapter 11 verse 17. Don't forget, there's helps. Numbers 11, 17. And I will come down and talk with thee there. And I will take of the spirit which is upon thee and will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with thee that thou bear it not thyself alone. That is God talking to Moses. We are going to examine as we go further how Jethro counseled Moses. Jethro was Moses' father in the law, in law, father-in-law, or what Christocentric saint now call father-in-love. Whether he's father-in-law or in love, it's all the same thing. All right? So there is, the key word there is the law. That means your partner is the law. Is it clear? <laughs> Praise God. Here Moses was bearing the burden alone. Jethro met Moses. He said, this thing you do to yourself is not good and it's not good for the people. The fact is that when everyone is not playing their role, and the pastor alone is doing it. It comes to a time where he's burdened out. You will think he's still gifts or, you know, you know, the gift of God is without repentance. The guy is tired. I have seen pastors who are preaching and they slum and they die. If the church know or knew what we are talking about today, the pastors will still be alive. So he says, I will take of your spirit and put upon them that which I have asked you to do, I will take of thee and I will place upon them and they will bear the burden with you. So that when in, go back to 1 Corinthians 12, when in verse 28, when he now mentioned helps, helps are people who take upon them the burden to serve in the church, in the local assembly. And guess what? You may think you are just doing it on your own. No. <laughs> God placed you there. That becomes your ministry. Did you hear what I said? That, you see the choir right now, you may not even be leading a song. Backing up the person leading. God recognizes that. So when you are doing it, you do it with joy because you are serving the Lord. The truth is, if we don't come together as one, we will not grow. We can be praying for growth. Not until we build that capacity within, we will not grow. So the question is, now that you are here, what are you giving yourself to God for you, his use? Praise God. Then he mentions governments, rulers in the church, leadership in the church. Romans chapter 12, verse 8. Romans 12, 8. Romans 12, 8. Glory to God. Romans chapter 12 verse 8. Romans chapter. He said, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. 
Romans 12, 8. Romans 12, 8. Amen. Or he that exalted, look at it now. He that exalted on exaltation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Now, he that ruleth there with diligence. But before then, let's pause. Now, the church has become a mockery ground for even unbelievers. Unbelievers are not looking in the church and say, ah, your pastor is using his money for private jets. Is he your pastor? You that is here, is he your pastor? Look at the instruction. You say, let him give with diligence. You, you, you give and, and you just say, oh, I gave before. I'm not going to give again. Ah. He said, well, I won't stay here because this thing is a longer subject. He said, he that ruled with diligence. He that showed mercy with cheerfulness. He that ruled with diligence. Governments. You see how he says, you may think you were doing it by it was your passion. The moment you were placed in that position, it was God that placed you there. Did you hear what I said? It, so anything you do, you are doing unto the master. What did Jesus say? He said, anyone that hear you, they hear me. Anyone that disobey you, what? They disobey me. And he says, when they disobey me, who did they disobey? They disobey my father. Because the father places them there. So, <laughs> don't think... Don't forget, we are, we are still going to read this. Jethro counseled Moses. Moses picked 70. When God was to speak to Moses, God said, bring unto me those 70 men. It was the 70 men that Moses selected. He presented before God. How come God recognized the 70? He recognized the 70 because he chose them through the man Moses. You may, you may just think, oh, Moses received the counsel. And, you know, he received counsel. He's a counsel of man. No, he wasn't the counsel of man. God used Jethro to talk to Moses. So, in every area we selected you to walk, there are still areas that are lacking. Pastor cannot do it alone. The question is, how many of you just come, you do your service, and you rush home? That is not how God wants you to serve in the body of Christ. When you gather, let everyone have a psalm, have a doctrine, have a tongue. It is a joint participation. Don't worry. <laughs> there is a reason Christ said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. When he said it, he wasn't drinking. I understand he turned water to wine, but the Bible didn't say he drank from it. Praise God. So you that is serving, whenever you become a target, the devil is going to use people to target you. Before you know it, you will now withdraw. And guess what? This is the same house you are getting fed. The same house you are getting blessed. Am I communicating here? Look at 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. Very quickly. 1 Timothy 5.17. Hallelujah. 
Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. So Paul is saying you must recognize those elders because they rule well. Look at um, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Hebrews 13, verse 17 and 24, 17. He said, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch, over, they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. You see the key instruction. Is your pastoring pastoring you well without grief? Is your leaders leading you well without griefs? For example, is your leaders telling you, Usher, today we are wearing this kind of cloth and because you want to stand that you are telling your leader, uh, I don't have that color. <laughs> Am I communicating here? Is the, the choir, is the leader telling you, you must put, you must arrange this song this way. <sighs> it's a disservice as a worker, even in the choir. Your leader is there standing. Your leader is telling you, sing it this way. You are giving your opinion. Your opinion, where your leader is standing, it shows that you are not honoring your leader. It shows you are trying to showcase that you know better than your leader. Your leader will tell you, play this song like this. You will say, ah, this is how I know how to. No, it's not how you know how to do it. Follow the instruction. Don't let your leader lead you with grief. Am I communicating? Oh, pastor, you say we should be robots. I'm not saying you, you are not robots. The reason you are even asking you if I'm saying you should be robot, that is pride coming out of you right now. And I rebuke that spirit of pride in Jesus' name. We must know how to honor. For example, pastor called for prayer meeting. People say... You know, pastor should understand. We know what we need. You know, we, I'm just so tired. It's, it's for you. It's for there's no program I put together that is for me. It's for you. The reason why we slay program is for you, because as we pray, we receive instructions. Then we go by what we have heard. So he says, it is unprofitable for you. Do you see why some persons they are praying for some things and they can't get it? Because it is unprofitable. Your, uh, your, your pastor that, you, you, there's a reason in Acts. He says, let us be given to the ministry of word and prayer. The moment the pastor begins to do everything, it's not profitable for you. Why? The moment, the time he should be spent praying is handling those things. And then he will not come. Oh, the Lord said, the Lord said. Father, what did you say again? I can't remember. The Lord said. And okay, now open to John 3, 16. You know, John chapter 3, verse 16 was a book. That was a book. It said John, and it said 3, it said 16. 
He said, for, for, for God love, no, for love God the word. Mm. For God love, mm. for God, for love God the word. <laughs> as far as they say love. Whether, whether Jonas uh, swallowed the fish or the fish swallowed Jonah, as far as there was a swallow. <laughs> when you don't do your part, look for areas where you can meet needs. This Bible said they had all things in common. Nobody came up and said, oh, I'm in need of this. No. They were men that gave themselves. Look at it. He said, for that is unprofitable for you. He said, you should obey. He said, they watch over your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy. Do you know that when you give me joy, Anytime I come like this, I say, receive God's blessing. It happens easily. With joy. Are we communicating here? Let them do it with joy. Look at verse 24. He said, pray for us. Verse 24. Salute all them that have the rule over you and all the saints. They of Italy salute you. So he's recognizing those that have rules over you. So, 1 Corinthians 12 mentions government. Praise God. I said, praise God. You know, there are, there are different giftings you have. Put them to use. For some of us, who we are not so skilled at singing, we sang by force. No, seriously, we sang by force. There was a time I gave myself to the plane of keyboard. No, I will never forget. There was a time I did usher. In fact, when the general overseer was in town then, and we are having a program, I don't sit down. I'm there doing ushering work. And yet, I'm the pastor of the church. Don't, don't put pride on you and say, hey, this is my territory, and you not sit down. No. It is my dream that one day, the governance of states will be ushers in the house of God. So, put yourself to use. To close here, let's look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 to 9. So, the work of God must be guided with jealousy. Guided jealously. Don't allow anything affect the work of God. Are we together here? Look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. And above all things, have Fervent charity among yourselves. He didn't say have charity. He says have fervent charity. The word fervent we see again in Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Not slothful in business, fervent in the spirit. So when he says have fervent charity, he says let your love be burning ablaze for one another at all times. That also means your love can grow cold. He says, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Everybody is looking at me. Am I the one who wrote it? <laughs> shall cover, it, it doesn't displace the place of chastisement. The father chastises those he loves. But he says, you know, don't be too quick 
You hear rumor. It's a rumor. You don't know if it is true of your brothers and sisters. You are not carrying it on yourself. No. No. We should cover one another in love. We should cover. Nobody should come to you and say, hey, hey, Pastor K. Hey. No, you say, just shut up. How many of them bring their pastors to you? That is to tell you that they have something in their mind they are trying to accomplish. Ah, oh, pastor, hey, you laugh. No, I'm your pastor. The moment you start walking in dishonor, you will not receive. You know why? It's not that I will not pray for you. You will not treat me with disdain. The mean that you used to reverence. You say, ah, is it not pastor? How many times have you prayed that prayer? And whereas people are not even waiting to be prayed on. They are just receiving a word the pastor spoke and they receive it and it works for them. Am I communicating, church? Look at next verse. Use Sister Bibo's ministry. <laughs> Praise God. You see why I have to bring a ministry to this? <laughs> but the truth of the matter is now, you see, she never even knew that ah, there's such things like this that it's not even supposed to be a department. It's supposed to be the thing everybody should be doing. He says, use hospitality one to another without grudging. It is in this place of grudging is where people falter. Use hospitality. Without grudging. We will spend some time on this next week. He says, use hospitality without grudging. <sighs> the word grudging there is the Greek word gogosmos. G-O-G-G-U-S-M-O-S. That's the only time you are getting it. Praise God. <laughs> you know what it means? It means a secret displeasure not openly avowed. Something you do in the secret. You do something for pastor, you go behind. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are emitting your displeasures. You go in the midst of people. You, you do things in the body of Christ. You are murmuring about it. It's a sin. He says you should do it without that. Once you give, Give. Once you, once you love, love. Once you are serving, serve. Don't grudge. Don't look at a person who is not doing it. Do you hear what I say? <laughs> that person you are looking at that is not doing what they are supposed to be doing. They are desiring they are like you, but they cannot. And you who they are desiring to be like, you are so looking at them and you align, align your own zeal to fail. Praise God. Don't do it with grudge. A lot of believers do many things with grudge. You are on your own. Who does he think he is? How dare he? Your man will not tell you. How dare you dare him? <laughs> Sometimes pastor will call you. What you are about to do, you say, don't do it. You not say, ah. Is it because I even told him? Who is he? You don't know who I am. You're asking me where am I? Where me not here? 
Savior. Because the pastor is the one God placed over you. Open Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 11 for me as we close. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 from verse 11. Praise God. And he, who? And he gave some. Who is he talking about? Christ. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastoring teachers. Next verse. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Next verse. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Next verse. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried away about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So, when I tell you, don't. I didn't just tell you by what I felt. I must have looked into those things with the eyes of the Spirit and the Scriptures. And I tell you, don't. When you do it, and you will still come to me, ah, Pastor, I don't know. I will say, ah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Father, please help this person. Help this person. <laughs> Praise God. And I will walk away. Praise God. When God gives us a pastor, we honor the man over our lives. Rise on your feet. Let us pray. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope your soul has been truly enriched. More video and audio teachings are available on our website, www.ChristRehobothChurch.com. Follow our social media pages and check us out on Facebook, Kingsley Agu Ministry, and on YouTube, Kingsley Agu Ministry.